Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
lost and dying world So want someone who needs to serve you And lay down his life Yes, I know there's such a need In this lost and dying world So I'm saying here and now Send me Send me Oh Lord, send me Send me <laughs> Many of times it's like Lord here am I Send him But it should be send me Amen. Amen It's a good song Hallelujah You must always be willing and available to Go Be sent To do for others Hallelujah Amen. Come let me provide the offering Yeah Father, we thank you for this offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, you must be always willing and available to go. To do for others. To help. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because, you see, we live in a world where we are full of, me, myself, and I. You understand? Me, myself, and I. I got enough problems on my own. Listen, my headache is enough. I have enough headaches. Don't bring your headache to add to my headache. I can't deal with myself, let alone add you, add you to your problem. Isn't that what they say? Yeah. What else do they say? I got, my own I got my own issues. Everybody give me one. What else do they say? Hmm? I got enough on my plate. Yes, Mary, what did they say? My plate is full. I can't be bothered. What did they say, Eugene? I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. I'm maxed out. I have my own wahala. <laughs> Benny, what did they say? It's not my portion. Huh? It's not my portion. Yeah, it's not my portion. What did they say? Every man for himself, God for us. Every man for himself, God for us all. Abi, <laughs> what? I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for that. Rachel, what did they say? I know it in French. You know it in French. Say it French. <laughs> Je me cherche. <laughs> Je me cherche. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to find myself. I'm trying to find myself. Je me cherche. Yeah. Someday. I'm still searching. Do you know why? It's, it, 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 it's a good start. I'm going to teach us about the art of leadership. Amen. The art of leadership. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. August is leadership month. Are you hearing me? Yes. And I began by this little survey to show us that why many people don't want to lead. These are the reasons. 
the reasons you gave are the reasons why people don't want to lead. You see, and when I'm talking about leadership, you see, to lead, the Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. You know, if you are a Christian, you must desire to lead. Amen. Amen. And by and by leading, I'm not saying become the archbishop or the pope. But at least, at least, let, let two or three people look unto you. I'm telling them, Shirley, at least three people to, to look up to you and say, that, look, we can look up to you. You are teaching us. You are helping us. Hallelujah. We can look up to you. Amen. And you must, see, some people say leadership is an art. Some say it's a science. It's a combo. Some people also say that leaders are born. Others say leaders are made. I don't know whether leaders are born. I mean, some people are. Some people are natural leaders. I mean, even when they were young, I mean, somebody like Lisa, even when she was little, Lisa Otu. Even when she was not in the Mahanta church, she always keep on bossing, moving people around. <laughs> Gophers is a good example. I mean, you could see that, from, I mean, even among their peer group, they just lead. They will organize them. So, some, I mean, in that sense, you know, yeah, I remember, I mean, Gophers, Gophers church. I have been in this church for a long time, so I know the children, the ones who are leaders. Gopax is one, Lisa was one, then um, Ajwa and this daughter. The children used to cry. Ajwa said, You'll not be my friend. Ajwa will suck you. you go. <laughs> yeah. So. But you see, that, so you, based from that little age, you can say that maybe some people are born naturally to live. But you see, leaders are also made. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. And good leaders are made, not born. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. This is what makes leadership an art. You can be taught how to be a leader. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what I'm talking about, the art of leadership. You can be taught how to be a good leader. Right. The skill. Of being a good leader. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's important that you become a good leader. Amen. At least, even if not to lead anybody, to lead yourself. <laughs> at least to lead yourself. Even if you are not leading anybody, at least lead yourself. Hallelujah. And then lead your family. Hallelujah. Every man must desire to be a good leader. At least you can lead your wife. Amen. You should be able to lead a sister around. Amen. Now listen to me. Put your faith in me. Trust me. I'll take care of you. I hear me. And if you're able to convince her for her to change her name and take your name, then you better stick to your word. Amen. 
Yeah. If you can tell somebody that the name that your father gave to you, throw it away and take my name. <laughs> then you better do it well. I said, then you better do it well. Because as you see her and you like her and she's looking very good, her father has done a good job. So as you are taking over, continue the good job. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Her dad has done a good job. So you continue. If you, can, if you cannot finish what I started, don't, don't start. Hallelujah. But I'm, what I'm trying to say that these are the reasons why people don't want to become leaders. And I'm going to show them. You see, Many are called. The, in fact, the number one reason is what you all you, the number one reason is all what you all give, which is selfishness. My, in, in, individualistic. My cup is full. It's not my cup. I got my own problems. Because we are selfish. It, it stems from selfishness. Self-centered. That's the number one reason why people don't want to be leaders. Selfish. Because leadership requires sacrifice. It requires laying down your life. It, it requires leading them. And people will tell you, look, listen to me. I'm, like you said, the, the, all the excuses that you give. My cup is full. It's not my plate is full. This, that. It's all selfishness. Selfish. So number one reason why people don't believe this because, because number one reason people are selfish. Look, I mean, I, I had a classmate, a colleague, a colleague actually. A colleague. He was even one year ahead of me. We all got married. We were three, got four. One, two, three, four. Three, four, four guys doing residency, living in an apartment. You know how you rent an apartment and you all share rooms when I was doing my residency. Four of us. Three of us got married. This guy was still not married. <laughs> a very nice, a very nice, handsome guy. So I asked him, so what do you ask me? Why don't you want to marry? Do you know what he told us? He said, I have not finished taking care of myself. Let alone take care of myself. To marry them, I said, Why don't you marry? He said, That's selfish. Yeah. He, told, he told that father, I've not finished. I've not taken my take care of somebody else. <laughs> I mean, he's he, look, he's one of the most selfish guys I ever knew. Oh, yeah. I mean, his money was for himself. He, I mean, he's, he's, he's into good shoes, good leather. Have you considered the person is interested in putting his money on himself? <laughs> hey. I mean, look. I tell you, if you see him, he be manicuring his nail. A resident. No, 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 he's not. He's a very nice guy. Cut his hair. You, you. He's, he's into himself. Yeah. 
go to his room, his sound system, his car. He tells like he has not finished thinking of let alone take care of. I don't know whether he's even still married. He might be over 50 by now, but he's into himself. He's your relative. I'll tell you his name one day. <laughs> I will tell you. I won't say it in public, but I'm sure you are related. Yeah. <laughs> now, of the air, I'll tell you. I, I, maybe, maybe not, but I'm sure you are. Because when, when I think of your last name, it, it may be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he's married now. But it's selfish. You understand? But is it number one? People are selfish. Because leadership is sacrifice. You understand? Leadership is sacrifice. And most people don't. No, no, most people, no, no, no. Selfish. I, he told us point blank. I'm not finished taking care of, let alone take care of somebody's daughter. Nope. Not me. That was his attitude. That's what he said. He said, no, no, not at all. You know? So that is one. Of course, another reason why people don't want to be, another reason why people don't want to be leaders is because of ingratitude. Because people are ungrateful. That's the reason why it's like, look, no, 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 been there, done that. One's bitten, twice shy. People are ungrateful. That's why people are difficult to lead. People are ungrateful. And so if you're, if you're concerned about ingratitude, you cannot be a good leader. No matter what you do, some people will be ungrateful. Do you understand? But, you know, you cannot use that as an excuse. Amen. Because somebody was not grateful. Sometimes, they, sometimes it's not, even, not, that, not that they are even ungrateful. They will hate you. No, leaders are hated. Oh, yeah. Leaders are hated. Most, 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 most secular leaders end up being hated. Yeah. And then when you die, then they will honor you. Yeah, but when you yeah. they will hate you. They say, but when you die, then they will honor you. But they will hate you. Most political leaders are hated. They are in trial. They are criticized. And then when they die, they honor them. Yeah. Huge funeral. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. People will hate you. That is why. You see, so it's the hatred and the ingratitude. You know, but the Bible says, I want to show you this verse. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. He says that looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Okay? 
Are you hearing it? Verse 3. For consider. Okay? The Bible says, for consider him. As you are thinking of people not being grateful, people not appreciating you, people people uh, huh? talking about you, people not honoring you, as you are thinking about it, say, consider Jesus Christ. For consider him. That endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Lest ye be worried and faint in your minds. That's the, this is the scripture. As you are getting tired of leading, as you are getting tired of helping people, as you are getting tired of being the leader, think about Jesus Christ. Who the Bible says that he endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. As you think that enough is enough. Can't do this anymore. They don't appreciate me. It's over. As you are having those thoughts, think about Christ. He said, look unto him. And the Bible says he endured the contradiction. You see, the word, the word there is contradiction. Contradiction is contrary to the expectation. You see, if I take a ball and I throw it at this wall, my, my expectation is that it should what? Come back. That's the normal expectation. But if I throw the ball and it gets stuck or it goes through, it is contrary to the expectation. Do you understand what I'm saying? And Jesus is saying that, the Bible says that Jesus, we should consider he, who endured the contradiction of sinners. The contradiction of sinners being that when he heard them, he was rather insulted for helping them. You see, if you help somebody, at least you expect thank you. If he doesn't say thank you, you expect him to keep quiet, but not to insult you. Yeah. I mean, at least you expect that at, le- at least you suspect that if I, if I help you, even if you will say thank you, keep quiet. But the contradiction that you will say thank you, you won't keep quiet. And then you rather insult me for helping you. That's the contradiction. Totally unexpected. And that's how human beings are. And the Bible says that as you are getting weary, look unto Jesus. You see, that's what makes you faint. Because that's what, that's what makes you say that I'm tired of this. From today to go. I have nothing to say about anything. Anybody, anytime, anywhere, anymore. Kaput, I'm done. <laughs> That's a contradiction. And what was the contradiction? Of sinners. That is why, that is why he told them that I walked among you. I healed you and I raised you. For which of this do you stone me? What did I do that you are stoning me? That's a contradiction. It's like, it's like what? Which 
of these things that I did amongst you that deserve to be stoned. That's a contradiction. That's a contradiction. It's that contradiction that they put him. He healed them. He raised them. He fed 5,000. And they put him against a rapist. A murderer. A murderer, a rapist, the one who killed their children, the one who was stealing their money, and a thief, and they put him and against that person. And the people said, We prefer Barabbas. Let Barabbas go. Kill this man. That's the contradiction. Richard, that's the contradiction. He the healer. He the one who fed five thousand. He the one healed the blind. And, and Barabbas, who is on court record for stealing. For raping. The people said, let Barabbas go. Set him free. That's the contradiction. And let me tell you something. If you get serious in ministry, I'm talking about Christian ministry, and you begin to lead, you will get contradiction. You will help somebody and you will be criticized. You will be criticized. You will be criticized. Yeah. Yeah. But in the... I have endured a lot of contradiction. Though. If I tell you some of my contradictions, as you say, it's my fault. I mean, somebody actually told me he was quarreling with his wife, and I was counseling them. He looked at me and said, Well, I didn't want to marry her. You said I should marry her. I didn't want to. Hey, you, you are the one who says you marry her. He told me. Yeah. It was, it was my fault. Then down, down, down the line, as the woman, the girl finished her profession and the girl started working with, and paying money, I met her and said, is this still my fault? So Robin. <laughs> When it's not, it's not my fault. As she has bought a house for you and you are living, so no, it's not my fault. <laughs> Look, as a contract, I have endured. Look, especially one time, one time, a certain husband. I mean, if you talk about Nabal in the Bible, she's, she just fits the perfect description of Nabal. Fool, fool, fool. That, that, that the wife decided, look, the wife was about to divorce. It's like, I can't deal with this man anymore. And when the wife began to list the reason, you can understand why. So I took my time. Counseled her, counseled her, talked to her, talked to her. Talked for a long time. 
come to church, don't be okay. Da, da, da. One day my phone will ring. Who will I hear? Naba. Insulted me 100%. Foolish. It's just this thing. You are bewitching our wife. I mean, this thing, I mean, I mean, do you, I mean uh, this church, the church, the church, the church. Um, instead of them teaching them to be good wives, and, and this thing, and this thing, and they, instead of them, they don't submit, they are being rude, and, and everything is the church, and, uh, um, and, and insulted me fully. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. How it pained me. That, it pained me because. But for me, the woman would have left him long ago. He blasted me fully. But this was even, my, my, my is not even, my is, my is not, my is nothing. As for Bishop, the guy came to Bishop's house and shook the gate. Come on, I'll beat you. <laughs> At least me, I was, I was insulted about the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you have no idea. Yeah. He came to the house and was knocking on the gate. I mean, we are talking about Nabalo. That's a but. So, so, so you're, you're, if you don't take care, your immediate reaction is that me, marriage problems, I stand from the pulpit and I preach and I take my Bible and I. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, I just stand. Yeah, you see, but you see, but when you do that, you see, then you are reacting to it. Yeah, you are not helping. Consider the contradiction. Look, a pastor is that ministry. You give to people, they will not appreciate it. You will host somebody, the person will not appreciate. You open your door to keep somebody, provide food for the person. The person, after staying with you for a while, will tell them, well, well, what have you done? What have you done? I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I just slept in the couch. You slept in the couch. Yeah. I know somebody who told somebody, that, look, one small thing that you did for me, should I save you for life? Oh, yeah. You see, but that is why people don't want to lead. That's the very reason. First of all, the contradiction. Sometimes people don't want to lead because of uh, not, not wanting to be ridiculed. No, 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 no. I will not stand in front because I don't want to be laughed at. I don't want to make fun of. See, but that is why. But once you are a leader, expect contradiction. And the Bible says that when you are, remember this. I mean, has anybody called you a devil before? They called him a devil. They called Jesus a devil. Nobody has called you a devil. He 
did miracles. And they say he, he operates by the spirit of the, the, the devil. That is why this scripture is very important. That before you get weary. In church, it's like that. People will not do. Then the ones who are doing, they will criticize them. Yeah. Yeah, don't do. Yeah. Don't do. That's why if you're a leader, you have to be careful. You see, sometimes, even the people you work with, people can say things about them, you don't want to work with them anymore. Once you become a leader. They, they won't do the work. They won't do the singing. They won't do the administration. They won't do the serving. Somebody is doing, they'll say he's the pastor's girlfriend. You see? is now doing and then you stand and said oh he's having it's a pastor's girlfriend no way you, you won't do you won't do you won't clean you won't cook you won't sing you won't you you won't practice nothing we cannot call you at midnight to do the church work somebody's doing it hey i heard Reverend call at midnight Why? Why? when they call us <laughs> That's the contradiction. That's a contradiction. You won't do, but you criticize those who do. And, 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 but that's what the Bible says consider Jesus Christ. Because he was actually called, they say he heals by the prince of the devil. I mean, totally. First of all, but I say consider. See, if, because if you don't think that you will never help anybody and you will never lead you, you always say my cup I, I have enough on my plate each man for, uh, each man for himself <laughs> Maccabees chapter 5 <laughs> hallelujah yeah of course another reason why people don't want to lead is that people think they are not good enough I mean, there are a few people who are overconfident. But by and large, most people, look, I'm telling you something. By and large, most good people think they are not good enough. Yeah. I mean, you get one or two people who are overconfident. Because I know somebody who was up, who, who, who was, was a metal. Oh, you're going to, they're going to, you know, we're having a discussion and somebody said, so we're discussing who to make pastors. So we're making a decision. Okay, this person qualifies to be a pastor. Then somehow, I don't know how the information got leaked out. So someone said, oh, they're going to make you a pastor. Do you know what his answer was? It's about time. <laughs> Too long. <laughs> it's about time. I mean, overconfident that he can be a pastor. So it's, it's like, it's about time. How oh, that's what he said us. It's about time. <laughs> yeah. 
fully confident. But you see, I'll tell you something that I'll tell you one thing that most, most of the good leaders you see initially thought they were not good. Yeah. It's the ones who think that they cannot do it. They end up doing better. As opposed to the ones who are overconfident. And I give you the back, yeah. You know, when, when God called Moses, look at the excuses Moses gave. Listen, I can't talk, God. I can't talk. I can't talk. I can't talk. I'm a murderer. I'm very God. Listen, God, look, look, look. Take somebody else. Not me? No, 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 no. I'm a shy guy. I'm a stammerer. I can't talk. Who am I? Listen, God, no. You see, it, and, and it's one of the qualities of a good leader. Humility. Yeah. Most people who do well are the ones who don't think they, you know, they, are, they don't qualify. Contrary to the ones who think that it's about time. Look what you do. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time. This church, this letter is about time. Yeah. But the good ones. Look at the pastors. Even Apostle Joel, Bishop always say, he was allergic to that. This whole pastoral thing was allergic to it. But look how good a pastor he is. But I remember, Bishop, he said, he said I don't want to discuss this topic. And just when you mention, I get my allergies. <laughs> you see, and that was Moses. I am not eloquent. Moses said, look, I can't talk. God, I stammer. I have problems. I can't stand in front of people. I have issues. You don't know my background. You don't know where I'm coming from. You don't know my situation, my problem. Listen to me. I have too many things behind me. I don't feel qualified. But he was the greatest. The Bible talks about the prophets. Miracle for miracle. If you take away Christ, next was Moses. Yeah. But this, is, this was, this was, I have come and, I have seen over and over again, even when I'm appointing shepherds and leaders, the ones who are a bit hesitant about the appointment are the ones who do well. Contrary to the ones who say, well, <laughs> so long. <laughs> Moses raised another objection to God. Master, please, I don't talk well. I've never been good with words. Neither before nor after to, you spoke to me. I start a God. I don't qualify. Yeah, that's Moses. But he was the greatest prophet. Listen. So, a lot of us, that's the reason why people don't want to go. They don't think they are good enough. But when they are given a the chance, they do very well. When they are given a the chance. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Are you getting my small teaching on why people don't want to be leaders? Hmm? Yeah. They are not good enough. They don't want to be disgraced. 
They don't want people to talk about them. That's another thing. That's another why people don't believe. They don't want people to talk about them. Yeah. Especially people who have a good background, good morals, good reputation, this type of senior prophet type of behavior. School prophet, you know? Class captain. They don't like it at all. Yeah. Because I know, I know, I know, I know one, one lady whose only reason for a husband, not, he doesn't want a husband to become a pastor. And the reason is, look, I, I, I like my private life. That's what she said. No, no, I'm serious. She said, look, Bishop, I don't hate the ministry. I love the ministry, but I like my private life. That's what she said. She was mean, I said, Bishop, I don't hate the ministry, but I like my private life. This thing that my husband is going to become a pastor, people are calling me, people are visiting me, counseling. I like, when I squeeze my face, everybody in the church is. <laughs> I like my private life. That's all. Because a leader's life is also public. I said a leader's life is public. Amen. When you moved, nobody heard. But when I moved, the whole church heard. <laughs> Including people in New Jersey. Hey, we have moved. Atlanta, we have moved. But when you move, nobody hears. <laughs> Yeah. And, 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 and to be honest with you, one of the things that affects a lot of wives is that, is that thing. Because most wives, not that they are bad, they are good Christians, but they get tired of the public life. They just want their private life. When you are a leader, your, children, your children's life are a book. Do you understand what I'm saying? And some people don't like it. They don't like it. They, they just want their private life. They go, they come. What their children is doing is their private business. Yeah. That's why they, 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 they like their private life. Don't disturb me. Don't call me. <laughs> Don't call me. I've gone to work. I've come. I've done my Bible study. I'm home. That's it. Yeah. But is she? If God wanted his private life, he would have stayed in heaven. He came to die. The Bible says he, he came to his own. His own did not receive him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you must always look at what God is for us. Hallelujah. Yeah. Every, look, everybody likes their private life, yeah. yeah. If you're a pastor, when you cut your head, they see. When you don't cut your head, they see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not only pastor, every leader. That's why when the president is sick, the whole world knows. When the president is well, the whole world knows. That's leadership. Amen. Amen. But God, God, Jesus Christ came to die for us. He could have lived in heaven with the Holy Ghost. Amen. But he came down. Amen. I don't want anybody to come to my house. Please. Open your house. 
It's true. When your house, when you open your house to a cell meeting, by all means, somebody will know your private business. And for that reason, that's the reason I don't want to have a cell meeting in my house. Because you don't want people to know that, that you don't wash your dishes every night. <laughs> because the way you look on the outside, it's contrary to what is inside. And but that's even the reason why some people don't allow the pastors to visit them. There are some people in this church have been trying to visit them, and they say, Pastor Reverend, wait. <laughs> Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. There's nothing new under the sun. In fact, there's one particular sister in this church up to today. I don't know where she lives. Even when you, I hear that even when you give her a ride, she will tell you, drop me here. <laughs> yeah, I hear. I hear that even when you give her a ride, she will say, drop me here. Then she will continue. The whole person is like a ghost. Let me tell you something. There is nothing new under the sun. You are the one who are giving yourself that impression. But let me tell you something. All flesh is flesh. Just as your room is not clean, her room is also not clean. You see, sometimes, you see, some, uh, you see it, it comes from our hypocrisy and our pretense. That is why um, when Tiger Woods got into his problems, see, Leadership. Tiger, Wood, Tiger Woods always came across as this perfect married man with children, stay with one wife. That, you see, that's the impression that he, world number one golfer, because golfers are supposed to be like diplomatic. So he always presented that picture. Until they found out about this. And what I found amazing was the comment Charles, Buck, uh, Charles Buckley made. When they asked Charles Buckley, you know Charles Buckley? The big mafias. When they asked us back leader, what does he think about Tiger Woods' situation? He said, it's Tiger's problem. He is the one who wants to come across like a holier than our single man. But he Barkley. <laughs> but he just Barkley. People find that he is sleeping with other women, it will not be a scandal. <laughs> Because he hasn't come, ac- he doesn't come across like that. <laughs> anyway, so so what I'm saying that you have to be honest, amen, amen. and that there's nothing new under the sun. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Is is she? That's that's the the other part of them. Is the reputation. You understand? The self-preservation. That's what that's not what people want to lead. You're, you see, Jesus said, I receive not my honor from men. Sometimes you want to carry out a certain impression, a certain reputation. See, but when you become, when you lead, when you lead, somehow your back is also exposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's leading. 
you go forward and people see your back. Yeah. And most of us are concerned about our back. What's in the closet? But what you don't know is that there's nothing new under the sun. That which has been is that which will be. Hallelujah. Anyway, let, let me finish by. I think, um, let me talk about. So, this is why people don't want to be leaders. This and so many more. But I want to talk today, not today, I've already spoken. Briefly, I want to talk about um, some attributes of a good leader. Because I want you to be a good leader. Amen. Oh, I'm teaching from here, the art of leadership. One or, or, or what will make you a good, good leader? Character of a good leader. See, one of the things that makes you a good leader, you see, or what will make you a good leader is to invest in yourself. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. First Timothy 4, 16. It says, take heed. Okay? Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt save thyself and them that hear thee. It says, take heed. A good leader must first of all invest in himself first before he begins to lead anybody. That is that's what makes you a good leader. There are so many people who want to lead, but then they say they are empty. You are empty. Let me tell you something. You cannot give what you you cannot you cannot give what you don't have. So Paul told Timothy, listen, said Timothy, take heed. Take heed, okay, unto yourself. Okay? Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine. Okay? You first of all, take heed to yourself, the teachings of the house. Study the self. Study the teaching. Soak it in yourself. Be, uh, be familiar with it. Accept them before you begin to teach other people. You don't believe in loyalty, but you want other people to be loyal to you. Take it. It doesn't work that way. Take it. And continue them. For in doing this, thou shalt save thyself and they that hear you. Take heed. So the first thing about a leader is that you must invest in yourself first. You are not memorizing the verses and you want to examine other people on the verses. Mistake. You don't pay tight and you want other people to pay tight. That is why in Lighthouse, I'm telling you, those of you who are aspiring to become pastors, one of the conditions for removing the pastor is if you don't pay tight. And from time to time, I go and check. I'm the one who handles status in Crete. From time to time, I check globally. If I see that you don't pay, I say, Apostle, this guy doesn't pay. And, and said, so, do you agree with me? Why should you hold the basket in front and call people to bring in their tithes and their offerings? And then you, you don't pay. No, 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 no. Take it. Serious. Because if you don't 
do it, then don't tell people to do it. For in doing this, see, see, because you see, what did he say? Take heed. See, this scripture. I, see, for that shall both save, see, that shall both save thyself and them that hear thee. See, this scripture can be best explained if you get on the on the plane. When you get on a plane and they are giving the instructions about the safety, how to use the airbag and all those things, they will say, after they tell you others, they will say that if you are traveling with a minor or a child, you put the mask on yourself first. And then when you can breathe, you can put on the child. And it makes sense. Because if you are dizzy, how can you save the child? You understand what I'm saying? That's the future because if you yourself, you don't have the oxygen and you are dizzy, how can you save the child? So, if you don't take off yourself first, both and try, and try to take care of the child, both you and the child will die. That is why if you're a leader and you don't invest in yourself first, both you and those who hear you will die. So, Paul say, invest in yourself first. Hallelujah. Take it. So that do, 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 you, do, you, they and those who hear you. Amen. I said, Amen. amen. Yeah. Proverbs 27 and 23. Reasons why you must invest in yourself. It says, Be thou, look, be thou diligent to know the state of thy flock. And look well. It says, look, be very careful. Okay? Be that diligent to know the stock of the flock. And look well unto thy head. Be careful. Know the state of the church, your flock, your shepherds, your cell group, anybody you are leading, your home, your children. Know about them. Okay? Verse 24. For riches are not forever. And that the crown endured to every generation. So the first reason why you must learn to con- continue, and the word I want to say is continually, continually invest in yourself is the law of deterioration. This deteriorates. This deteriorates. Yes, we made you a shepherd or a pastor five years ago because you passed an exam. But since then you haven't done anything, you have gone down. The crown. That's not endure forever. So one of the, to become a good leader, you must always invest in yourself continually. That is why in any good profession, in any, they have continuous education. The fact that you got certified 10 years ago does not mean that that is it. Conferences. Unless the profession is not good. Good profession, nursing, pharmacy, engineering, medicine, anything that it ha- has some money attached to it. I mean, I don't know whether there's continuous education for working in a barber shop. They got there. The beautician, the ones who do hair, you have to update yourself there. They have a big thing from time to time because you cannot be doing the same old style, you have to learn about new chemicals. 
since you became, I mean, you started knowing, knowing how to do hair by using braids. Now new things have come. You have to go and educate yourself in Brazilian hair, Peruvian hair, <laughs> crochet. <laughs> yeah. When you were learning how to do hairdressing, they were using stretch combs. Things have changed. No, so, so what, what I'm saying that you see, listen, the reason why a leader to be the reason to be a good leader, you must continually no, no, see, continually invest. That's the, that's that's what the word is continually. So you I mean you passed the art of shepherding many years ago and we made you a shepherd. Since then you have not written any exam. <laughs> As soon as new members come, right, you, you want us to make you the shepherd over all of them. What are, what are you going to tell them? What are you going to tell them? Continually, and sometimes you don't you don't come for meetings. This is one, one of that we're also very strict about. You, see, you don't come for meetings. It's a current state. Like Bishop is saying that I'm. Bishop, like Bishop says, I put you in charge of a region. You are representing me there. And then when I call for a meeting and you don't come, it means that since you don't know what I'm saying now, that whole session is cut off. So one of his criteria is that if you cannot come and meet me to read, to, to hear the latest thing, then don't represent that region. Because you, by your no con, you are cutting off a session of the church. Does it make sense? So Rabbi Sirai, you say he will remove you if you don't come for the meeting. Are you hearing me? Yes. yes. So that's the law of deterioration. Okay? Deterioration. You don't want to do That's why you have to continue to invest in yourself. Amen. Amen. Another reason why you must continue to invest in yourself is because of staying once. A leader must be one step ahead of the ship. <laughs> that just comes from the definition of a leader. Okay? Leader means you are ahead. Oh? If we are all in the same line, how am I leading you? If I'm leading you, I must be one step ahead. Do you understand? At least one step ahead. Because if I'm, so if me and you are on the same level, we are companions. We are colleagues. We are co-equals. Are you hearing me? So if you are a leader, continue, so I mean, a leader. It means that I expect you to pray more. You can't pray the same number of hours as the, your members. I expect you to read the Bible more. I expect you to attend more meetings more. Because Lady Pastor B. always says, a, leader, a senior is as a senior does. If you're a leader, and you come to church once a week, and the members come to church three times a week, who's leading you? <laughs> No, ask yourself who is leading who? And you want to lead them. And you want to lead them. <laughs> all these examples. Yeah. All these, all these real examples. One time there was a major reshuffling of pastors in Kolegono by Bishop Dad. 
And that was his reason. He sacked all the pastors who were not coming for weekday service. He said, I don't see why you can become a pastor. You come to church only on Sunday and members are coming on two days. From today, you are no longer a pastor. <laughs> That's Bishop Dad. You have anointing for such things. You have to be careful before you do that because you need that anointing. He fired all of them. It was a shock on the weekday service. So he said, no people. Shabby shepherds. He removed all of them. Shabby, he removed all of them. I remember. He said, no, 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 no. Yeah. He says, he, see, he says, his conscience does not serve him right. That I see this person come three, four times a day. And then you come once a week. And I should give this person for you to lead him. Yeah. It's a good policy. He's a, he's, he's a good of them. Hallelujah. Amen. So church, good leadership requires, you see, you must, you must always know something more than the, than, than the ordinary. That's what I'm saying. If, you are leading, if I'm leading you, I must know one or two things. You should be able to, you should be able to come to the reverend. I read this verse. I don't understand what does it mean. And I should be able to explain one or two to you. But if you tell me, I say, Mikwe, I'm not sure. <laughs> 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 or Western, Western, instead of saying, I'm not sure, I begin to concord. You see, that verse that you read, it doesn't read, no, no, that's even horrible. Amen. Amen. So let us continually invest in ourselves. I expect all of us to be leaders. Okay? Let us continually invest in ourselves. Okay? Read your Bible. Every day. I said read your Bible every day. Read Christian books every day. Listen to messages. It's amazing that this thing happens in our secular jobs and we don't complain. No. Go to secular works. They are, they are, I mean, every quarterly there's a reassessment. I'm, I mean, compliance, I certify this, certify. Huh? Every year. Every quarter. And we don't complain. Infection control. Every year somebody's coming. And we don't complain. At all. We don't complain because it is required. Yeah. If you, if you want to work there. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and the truth that things have changed. When I, found, when I did my surgery rotation in medical school many, many years ago, when we were doing surgery, even the switches we used to use for sewing people. We used to use uh, uh, silk. Like the one that they used to braid people's hair. Thick. I'm sure when you were doing this, it's thick. But now, no, no. No, even the switches have changed. Now they are fine. They are absorbable. Some of them you don't have to take away. You stitch it and it dissolves by itself. So if I was still thinking about those old Papa Gosh, eh, now they glue. But I have to continually educate myself. Amen. And as Christians, leaders in the house must continually, listen, read your Bible every day. Listen to messages. 
See, when you are teaching, share verses. I said, when you are teaching, do what? Yes. Yeah. Not African Proverbs. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Rachel. Yeah. Rachel, thank you very much. When you are teaching, do what? Yes. And not what? African Stand up to your feet. We are done for today. <laughs> Contradiction of sinners, Lord. I fix my eyes on you. Oh Lord, yes, Lord. I lay my burdens down. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Letting the cares of this world now fade away. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This oh, you said, Lord, you shall call us, O oh God. Your head shall lack no oil, O oh God. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You say, here am I, here am I, send me, oh God. Oh, that we may go, we may lead, oh God, we may serve, oh God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. I want to gaze upon the grace to study, oh God, to take heed of ourselves, oh God. Take heed of ourselves, oh God. That we may save ourselves and those who hear us, oh God. Thank you, Thank you Holy Spirit, Lord. Yes, all the days of my life. I want to gaze upon your beauty and seek you in this holy place. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for even choosing us to work in your vineyard. Thank you for showing us this mercy that, Father, yea, we should lead, oh God, and guide and shepherd, oh God. Father, tonight, we pray for the grace 
and the anointing to lead, to help, to serve. Lord, help us, oh God. And Father, may we always remember our Savior and our Master who endured such contradiction that we shall show that we don't grow weary. You say you should not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap. Father, grant us good leadership skills that we may lead well. Lead our homes well. I say, lead our homes well. Lead our marriages well. Lead our children well. Lead our ministries well. Lead our businesses well. Good leaders, oh God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Please put your hands together for another and be seated. Please take your seat and bring your first and best. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.